Sprudel juice. <laughs> Hello there, uh, Horse News listeners, our faithful cast, I'm sure. Um, we're looking at probably episode four of this series of interviews with uh, upcoming BabsCon musicians. And tonight we have uh, the rock musician known as Tarby. Yo, what's up? He's very enthusiastic to be here. Um, and joining me again is uh, my co-host, Kalkos. Hello, everybody. I am just as enthusiastic. Can't you hear the enthusiasm in my voice? Enthusiasm all around. Yeah! Yay! Yay! Okay! <laughs> um, so, BabsCon, like I said, is uh, coming up on the 18th. Yay. C- correct? Yeah, I think so. It's, yes. 18 to 20th, because we, yeah. we got to get 420 in there. How could you not have 420 happen? happen? Of course. Well, it's a northern San Francisco and northern California con, so I mean, they have to have that in there. No you, reason not to blaze it. Oh, right? well, you know. Blaze it and praise it, because it's Easter weekend. Yeah, you know what's happening um, on the 20th, though, right? During the convention? No. A couple of blocks away from the con is HempCon. I hope BabsCon attendees get like a 50% discount uh, entering the con. Oh, God. I'm not kidding. It actually is happening somewhere in San Francisco. I believe it's fairly close to the convention. There is a convention going on called HempCon on but 420. Now, marijuana's not like totally legal in California though isn't it? isn't it just a uh, mar- medical marijuana there right now yeah medical I know. marijuana and I believe it's decriminalized but that just means that like so long as you're carrying under like sellable amounts then they won't really give a shit now I might be wrong that's just how it is everywhere else on the west coast so maybe I don't know I think they're still California still recovering from having Schwarzenegger as their governor so hey don't hate on uh don't hate on the, the the Terminator. Well, it's I love his movies, but holy hell, was he a terrible politician? Yeah, so. and uh, even in his movies, his movies are great, but they're great for like the same reason that Nick Cage movies are great. He's a he's a bad actor. He, he's not good at acting. I mean that uh, that Christmas movie he was in, what was it called? Uh, uh, I don't even all the way. remember. Yeah, yes. that movie sucked. But I mean, he's Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, so. And then there was like the legion of like Schwarzenegger DeVito films that they released like junior and stuff, which were great because they were so fucking campy. (laughs) Right. No, like, Hey, let's shoot a film where Arnold Schwarzenegger's pregnant. That's great. (laughs) I remember that one. (laughs) Right. If only I could be in like the, the board of directors that was pushing this movie. (laughs) Schwarzenegger sells. Yeah, he oh, yeah. really does. Yeah. That movie made money. Which is incredible. Okay, so oh, uh, BabsCon, uh, on a level of 1 to... Uh, 13. Waste, uh, 1 to 13, uh, how excited are you for it? I'm about an 11 or 12, to be honest. It's uh, um, That's pretty pumped. Yeah, like, it's it's... I will give it this. The convention is definitely... It's turning out to be something really, really cool. Like, I mean... It's there are a lot of people comparing it to it's the new LPU, but quite frankly, I've you've been working with the concert since day one. My roommate's the person running it, and it's 
they've got their financial shit in the bag. Their communication is pretty decent, especially for a first-year con. I think it's it's going to succeed, and it's going to be awesome. And, I mean, if you take a look at the PR they're putting on the concert, which, you know, is, it's the, in the lineup that they've got going on, it, it's really, really going to be an awesome experience. Plus, it's 420 weekend in San Francisco, so... Right, and uh, with EQLA uh, going down recently, it would be really good if BabsCon uh, took off, so there would be another con in the area that people could look forward to. Well, yes and no. I mean, it's to be honest, it's they're basically two different states. California literally takes up like the majority of the West Coast, so Northern California. They were actually discussing separating California into five distinct states just because of how massive it is and how hard it is to govern. Right. So, so it's like it's there are people still who are going to be taking planes from LA to go to this thing, but it's still it's going to be worth it, you know. It's and you are right. It's outside of Everfree, there are no other West Coast cons. So it'd be really awesome to get like you know have BabsCon take off, so that if nothing else, it'll thicken up the uh, con circuit in an area where there really aren't any, at least pony cons. Right, so. and with uh, all six voice actors, which. Uh... All six voice actors for the main six, I should say, are going to be at this con, which is the first con to do that. Um, everybody is fully aware that that's a big selling point for BabsCon. Um, yeah. I think that it's going to definitely attract a lot of attention. Yeah, I mean, it's they're not ex they're expecting, I think, I don't know, a really decent amount of people. I mean, it's nice, nice, all kinds of nice. Should be a full concert room. Should be full attendance. Everyone should be hyped. And, yeah, it's going to be run like most other conventions in the area, which means that they're going to be filled with parties out the ass. Yeah, um, and do you want to talk about the concert a little bit more, uh, the Nahum Festival? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, Nahum is the, uh, the pun that we took uh, based on the Mayhem Festival, uh, which we've they've actually, I posted the poster for it on my Facebook yesterday and had several people tell me that the lineup for it was better than the actual mayhem festival this year <laughs> oh wow uh, events and events sevenfold notwithstanding yeah i've gotten like three messages along those lines which is either really good or really pathetic for one of us i'm not entirely sure which festival it could be both yeah but um so it's got the likes of Eurobeat Brony, it's got Fenning, it's got Omnipony, it's got I Be A Brony Rapper, he's going under the name I Be Concept right now. Um, it's got Automatic Jack, who is still one of the best live performers in the fandom that I've ever met. The dude has so much energy in his performance, it's insane. It's really a shame he doesn't have that many subscribers, but... You know, it is what it is. Now, I'm performing, Cyril's performing, Pony One Kenobi is performing, uh, Knights of the Crystal Empire are opening up on Saturday, we have Avril Lavigne performing. You know, it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure uh, everybody's going to be looking forward to Avril Lavigne. Right. <laughs> yeah, I hear that she's going to be uh, voicing Vinyl Scratch at Equestria Girls, too. Yeah, no, it's 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 gonna be great, you know. And they've got a uh, Avril and Chad Kroger coming out to the con because you know there are a couple. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so we've got some full-on Canadian rock star power taking over our concert. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, uh, you, their home and native land, they say in Canada. Don't you know? <laughs> great accent, great accent. Hey, hey, hey! I live closer to Canada than you do, except I live closer to. Uh, Wrong Canada than right Canada, as far as Canadians go. 
I actually think that you live uh, closer to right Canada, and he lives closer to left Canada. Shut up. It's funny. It's really funny, this guy. It's great. Uh, thanks. I, I, I try. I've been working on it for you eight know, You know, you, you, you've got the humor, the, the sense of humor, you know. So af- after this, are we going to run out and get, like, some McDonald's or something like that? I heard that they're selling the pony toys. Maybe we could pick up a bit of watered-down coffee, a couple of dollar biscuits from the Dollar Tree. You know, have a nice snack. Sit around in the parking lot of the Lutheran Church. It'll be great. Sure, I'll wear a bra. <laughs> wow, I, I'm, I gotta applaud that. That was amazing. Beautiful. Ten yeah, out of very, ten. Out of ten, it's done. okay. Ten out of ten, it's okay. And I, I spent too much time in Minnesota visiting Dino. It was only a couple of days, but it was too much time. So I picked yeah, up the Minnesota. Oh, there's only so much Minnesota that people can stand. Yeah. You know, I, when you drink I too much Minnesota, it starts to blow you up a bit. Though some people are into that. <laughs> I yeah. hope that I don't uh, offend any of our Minnesota listen listeners. Although I'm, I'm not sure that uh, it's warm enough there to sustain internet technology. Um, yeah, I, think, I think most people are frozen up there. They're gonna thaw out sometime in August for about a month before they freeze up again. Yeah, I certainly hope so. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we, digress. we digress. We digress. <laughs> Uh, let's let's the... let's go into uh, enter music and exactly what you do. Um, I have a question first. God. <laughs> Since we're uh, talking about the concert, I wanted to finish with that. Fine, go a... ahead. Hurt my feelings. We're discussing things. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> go, just, go, go. Leave before I change my mind. Um, are you going to be performing with uh, Cyril the Wolf at this uh, festival, Tarby? Indeed, I am. I'll be performing with Cyril on lead guitar. I'll be performing <clears throat> with Tony One Kenobi on lead guitar. I'll be performing with Don Devore on some guitar. I don't know if I'm lead or not, but I know I'm playing along with them. Um, I think that's it outside of my own stuff. Maybe. Oh, and Knights of the Crystal Empire um, I'm performing with, which should be rad. And, uh, and you've got quite a lot of experience uh, playing at cons now, correct? Uh, yeah, I've got actually a lot of experience just playing live in general. Before I even did the Brony thing, I was in uh, two or three bands, and I performed in three bands, uh, four in total, uh, in the Rhode Island music scene. We kind of, um, over those bands, I performed a um, number of different states. I performed a lot in Rhode Island before I, I performed a lot in uh, Massachusetts. I actually performed at the uh, the Palladium in Worcester, Mass. with a band called First Time. That was cool. And, um, yeah, no, it's uh, live. I've been doing live music for years. Not good live music, but live music. So uh, You got to um, give yourself a little credit. I am giving myself a little credit. They were first uh. fans. <laughs> no, but actually, it's a lot of the people I was with were pretty good musicians. Um, my first band, TRB, it was the first band, the three founding members, uh, when we finally broke up, had ever had. Like, I learned my instrument along with uh, my friend Ethan Prue, uh, who was the drummer and uh, the original bassist, Zach Almeida. He basically learned to be in the band. And um, the last bassist we had, uh, Nick DeSimone, is actually going to be performing um, guitar live with me as soon as I can manage it. He actually played the solo on the song Ever Changing in my new album. But so it's, I do have experience performing live a lot. I really do enjoy it. I mean, it's when they announced the Musiquestria tour uh, last summer, um, I was approached about it and I signed on as quickly as I humanly possibly could. 
because that was like, I don't even care if this flops. I just want to have a chance at my dream. And right. yeah, no, it's, um, it really is awesome being able to perform, being able to, you know, go in front of an audience and be like, hey, this is my music. Enjoy it or not. I'm going to play it as loud as fucking possible. If your ears bleed, I'm doing something right. Right, right. So... Um, so, uh, definitely good luck with the concert. I'm sure that you'll do very good at Nahum. Uh, I think, I think everybody there will do good. It's a very good lineup, as you said. Yeah, no, it's all the people there are talented. They may not be the most known, but like Next Gen is performing there. He's one of my favorite rappers in the fandom. Doesn't have much of a fan base yet, but that's only really because he came on so late. I don't think he's really been in the music scene for a while. And, you know, he's really talented. Uh, Additive Subtractive is another person who doesn't have much of a fan base who's performing there. Um, then, of course, you've got people like who do have large fan bases like Taps, you've got Omnipony, you've got Silverhound. Um, Yuri Brony was actually the first person we contacted and he was really down to perform at this, so. Right, and uh, I guess I'll give you your thunder back now, Kalkos, and you can ask what you were going to a moment ago. Sorry about well, that. Well, I've got, I've got two questions. Um, first one, you mentioned a couple of minutes earlier about uh, a song called Ever Changing on your new album. Please go nuts. Explain to us what this new album is, what it's about, when it should come out, what's going on with it. Right. Okay, plug um, your shelf as shamelessly as you want to. All right. I will definitely plug my shelf. Okay. I need to figure out how first, but we'll get to that later. No, I wonder if it has outlets or something. Anyway, the album, on the other hand, it's going to be a concept album. I'm releasing two forms of it. One is going to be the standard form, which just has the 11 songs and the lyric book. And that's going to be about 10 bucks, 9.95. Nice and easy, nice and cheap. You can pay whatever you want. I'm going to be giving giveaways all the time for it. But um, the pre-sales, which are actually, I've got the video waiting for me to finish up in another tab. I'm going to be uploading that sometime tonight. Um, probably a, like a minute past midnight to be like, April Fools, I released it a minute past the day I said I was going to or some bullshit like that. And yeah, no, it's um. There's gonna be the for the pre-sale version. That's also gonna be nine ninety-five, but that's a director's cut, as I call it. And it pretty much has an album's worth of material in addition to the album. I mean, it's got B-sides, it's got bonus tracks, it's got live songs, it's got acoustic songs. And then on top of all those shenanigans, it's going to be including footage from the tour, from cons, from, you know, just random ass commentary footage. It's going to be including prints, pictures, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be loaded up with so many goodies that I probably should be charging it way more than I am. But uh, $9.95 pre-sale, $14.95 when the album drops, which should be about April 25th, give or take a couple of days, depending on how hard I drop the ball again. So, Right. Kalkos, uh, I don't know about you, but all I took away from what he just said is that uh, he's going to do a lot of giveaways for whatever anybody wants to pay him. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's Throw like, him money. It's like, honestly. It's... Oh, yeah, yeah. We're still talking about the album. I gotcha. <laughs> you dirty, no, dirty but, man. Um, yeah, on top of releasing it on Bandcamp, I don't want to be, like, screwing people over and being like, you have to pay in order to listen to it. I mean, it's 
the entire thing uh, of the director's cut is going to be released on Spotify, on iTunes, on TuneCore, etc., wherever I can get it. And I'm going to be releasing all except for like the live tracks or whatever on YouTube as soon as I can, um, probably the day of its release as well. I'm going to be making a big thing. It's just going to be a matter of if you want to listen to it, you can. If you want it in a physical copy, you can either go through the effort of downloading the tracks off of YouTube and converting the videos or whatever, or if you have the money, you can throw me the money, or you can just, like, I don't know, ask me for a download code, and if I didn't, like, you know, poop my pants and become miserable or something, then I'll probably throw it at you. So. Right, uh, and you said you were going to, give or take a few days, release this on April 25th. Um, mm -hmm. Is there any chance that, uh, well, I don't know if you've actually already brought this up uh, are you going to be playing any of the new songs at nahum uh, which is just a few days before is like a unveiling yes i am actually um i'm going to be performing three tracks uh technically four tracks off the album but one of them is a b-side mm. um sort of actually a song that i originally performed at Las pegasus because of the uh, sort of jokes that people have had about it being the new Las Pegasus Unicon, which funny enough, the PR department at the con is taking over because frankly, besides everything going to hell the last day, the con was great. So yeah. it's like, I mean, it's how I met this douchebag right here. So hello, I'm this douchebag that happens to be a good friend of Tarby. Hi, that's, that's more the... like Cal cunt. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's the only, that's the only reason why I exist to do, to be Tarby's bitch. That is my purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is the least sexual You're not wearing call your collar. I've ever been. I'm no. sorry? So. You're not wearing your collar, so you're going to have to get punished sorry. for that later. I'm sorry, Master. Please, I I beg of you. I feel like this is the part where I need to leave. <laughs> no. Uh, we've, I, we've already seen nips, I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very interesting to see uh, BabsCon be called the new LPU because everything that I've seen me, uh, tells me that the con is going to do spectacularly. It's going to be LPU without the massive failure, really. It's going to be LPU without the reason that people remember LPU. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully, people will be remembering this for good reasons. Yeah. I'm probably going to. Well. I'm really hoping that I'm able to stay away from any form of alcohol before I am, because I'm actually emceeing the concerts, uh, co-emceeing with Fenning, which should be fun. And um, well, you know, okay. uh, HipCon is just down the road, I hear. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, in all seriousness, it should be fun. Um, I've got lots of plans for the emceeingification of the concert. Um, it's going to be tiring because I'm performing both days as well as I'm seeing both days. I'm actually probably going to be performing with Fenning as well on his set. Uh, lots and lots of fun, funness. But back to the, um, the album stuff, I'm going to be uh, one song that the song I'm probably opening with was actually sort of a live staple throughout the tour. It's called What You Hope to Find, and it's the opening track of the album. Um, and I'm also going to be performing a B-side off the album uh, called The Night Will Last Forever, which I released already. Uh, a demo of it was performed at LPU in just terribly, but <laughs> I've got that finally finished and released, so that's going to be fun. And I'm also going to be performing a collaboration between me and Lavender Harmony. Uh, I sent her off a track because uh, she's helping me mix and produce my album. And I sent her off a track and she basically said, you know, I can make this song sound 
fantastic because right now what you have is shit. And I went, you go do that because <laughs> you're right. Right now what I have is shit. And it ended up sounding fucking unbelievable, better than I ever could have done. Easily one of the highlights of the album. That's going to be performed there too. And it should, I'm also going to be performing some old tracks, some classics. It's going to be a nice, well-rounded set that people who know my stuff will definitely enjoy. And people who don't know my stuff will most likely be able to tolerate. So it'll be great. Sounds like everybody's going to have a lot to look forward to at uh, your performance, parenthesis, parenthesis. Yes. Yes. And by performance, I mean lingerie burlesque thing, but... I hope they've got a pole on stage. Oh, no, they can probably arrange that. So, no, they probably could, and uh, that would uh, that would uh, cause a lot of explosions within the fandom. Yes. Um, you know, I hear HipCon is just a uh, just down the road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Tarby, yes. Um, going back to your history, um, you have mentioned time and time again on all of your forms of social media that your biggest inspiration is Trent Reznor <clears throat> and Nine Inch Nails. Um, yes. Do you have any other big inspirations, uh, past or present, that drives what you do musically? Uh, I do, yeah. Um, outside of Nine Inch Nails, which the big thing I like about them is that they're very varied. Um, Trent was actually inspired by Prince in order to really do everything except for the drums when he couldn't do them himself. And it wasn't really until the last album, Hesitation Marks, that he really actively pursued collaboration, that he uh, hired people like Lindsey Buckingham and Adrian Ballou in order to do guitars on the album and sort of pushed them ahead and said, you do your thing, I want to see what you come up with. Before that, it was all really him. And everything he has released has been fantastic. There is not a single song he's released that I do not like. Um, another person who's a lot like that is uh, Devin Townsend out of Canada. Um, he got really big for his band Strapping Young Lad, which are an extreme metal band that I've taken a lot of influence from, especially on this album. Case in point, the song I mentioned earlier, Ever Changing, was heavily inspired by that group. Um, so he also is so insanely varied with the things he releases. He had a, a project recently called the Devin Townsend Project. Um, he's taken the name and started releasing other albums under it, but originally it was a series of four albums with different, very distinct styles. There was one which was symphonic metal called Deconstruction, which was actually a, uh, a massive concept album about a dude going to make a deal with the devil. It was given the form of all knowledge in a cheeseburger, so why not? Um, he's also released a new-agey, acoustic-ish album called Ghost. He's released a blues rock album called Key, and an industrial metal album, which was sort of the pop release called Addicted, which has some of his more known songs from that era. And it's just, he has such a wide spectrum of material that it, it kind of, you know, it's one of the things that it really does confirm to me is that it is possible with having, like, a very very chaotic um, inspiration pool that I have, it is possible to be able to make a career out of that. I mean, he does everything from country to 600 BPM double bass shredding. So it's like with me, where I've got really extreme metal influences to 
alt-rock poppy shit to country to literal drone ambient tracks a la Sun O. It's, you know, it's really nice to have sort of validation that it is possible to do all that and not alienate a fan base. And on top of that, there's also bands like Pink Floyd, there's bands like Porcupine Tree, The Grateful Dead, Shinedown, Foo Fighters. Uh, Alanis Morissette's actually a really big influence of mine, believe it or not, um, as is Adam Lambert. So, you know, it's, it's just, if it's music I like, I'll often try and mimic it and imitate it. I'll be like, I really like this thing. How can I incorporate this one thing that I really like about this one artist into my music? And it just, it ends up, ending up with a really eclectic sound, but it's it's something which I can look at and be like, I can call this my own. I'll just throw on progressive on it and it'll work because that's a wonderful label. Right. Is, uh, is songwriting and uh, the concepts behind that, is that your favorite part about being a musician? Yes and no. I enjoy songwriting. I enjoy each thing for different reasons. Like songwriting, I enjoy because it allows me to tell a story. It allows me to write a story and get that creative side out. Um, however, it's just as much a drawback as it is a, you know, a release because I mean, like I've been working on this album literally since the day the My Little Pony Magic Duel episode was aired, which was the inspiration behind what you hope to find. This album's been in the works for over a year now. And like, I've got another album, which was kind of a spinoff of this one song I wrote called Something Broke, which was sort of a really off color joke that people took seriously and liked. So I have a whole album, two disc album written around this one song. And just, it's really hard for me to sort of nail a feel. You know, I'll be writing and writing and writing, and then I'll decide that this one song won't work with the selection of things. I'm, I just can't write singles in an album. Like, I mean, there's one song on this album that I'm releasing, Everfree, called Nothing. And it was originally a joke because I, there was one track on there called The Riches, which I've actually since rewritten. Um, it'll probably be a B-side or on a follow-up EP that I just, it did not fit. There was nothing good about it compared to everything else. It stuck out like a sore thumb. It was ugly, clashing. It was like wearing dark blue and hot pink on a, like, gala dress or something. It was... Or doing that while walking through Compton. Exactly. It's like, it's, you know, it's just it, it didn't mesh well so i got rid of it and on Bandcamp, the Bandcamp camp like a uh, draft page i just put in its spot a title name nothing and then uh the following day i was listening to gary newman and went hey i can write a song like this and then it turned into an eight minute song called nothing and i actually have the teaser for that out now it was the last track and one of the most rushed on the album but it, it's gonna be a highlight so it's you just you know, it's you never know when inspiration will kick in that mode, but it can be kind of a pain in the ass unless it does, because I'm so particular about the song placement and what have you. I mean, it's, as I said, I've been working on Forever Broken, that's something broke out for two and a half years now. So it's like, it, it's a pain in the ass. Conversely, Whereas I'm getting out my writing side on that, I'm getting out my performance side, my acting side, uh, with the live performances. And once I can get a camera, I'm going to hopefully be doing that through vlogs and stuff like that. But so far, all I have for a camera is this tablet right here. So it's, you know, it's two different 
things which I can sort of apply myself to in two different ways. And it's one of the reasons why I'm such so devoted to being a musician because I can literally get everything about me out. I don't have to have a bajillion in one side projects. I can just be me. And it's great. It really is. Um, one thing I did want to say, though, um, you said you, you get your inspiration from uh, uh, many, many different sources. Like, uh, for example, I'm working on a song right now called Just Visiting, uh, which is based off of one of the short music videos from Animusic, which you actually did a guitar solo for, and it really sounds fucking rad, so thank you for that. Um, what, if you can, if you can name it, what is the most out there source of inspiration that you have ever had? And if, if you can't think that far back, then, then just name something really weird or strange that you've gotten inspiration from. The Space Jam theme. No, not that. Uh, oh, man. Eiffel 65, probably. Um, and the Verizon ringtone. The Verizon ringtone? The Verizon ringtone. Okay, Can you, you gotta, elaborate? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, there's a, a breakdown in Forever Broken, the, uh, that's, I rewrote Something Broke almost entirely, and in the one segment, uh, called The Final Straw, it's this long instrumental piece, and I've tripled the length from just being a blues solo into this progressive rock, like, shenanigan shenanigan Thing. And there's this one breakdown which was kind of like um, a mashup of Rush and what ha and Foo Fighters, and it goes right into this like down sort of dream theaterish down scale down arpeggio sort of thing, which turns into a major key sort of dance thing, which was almost directly inspired from the do 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 do. You even put in the delay. I'm impressed. Oh my god. A plus. We this is our second A plus that we've given now. Yep, ten out of ten. It's okay. Oh god. So you mentioned Foo Fighters is a inspiration and band that you like, yeah? Yeah. Foo Fighters are they? They did the Pretender, right? That's them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man. Uh, Infected Mushrooms uh, cover of that is very good. Have you heard it? I haven't. I need to. I'm sending oh my it to God. you. I'm sending it to you after this is done. You know how oh, much yeah. I love Infected Mushroom. So yeah, yeah. The, the whole album, uh, the Army of Mushrooms album, it's oh, it's great. Nice, very nice. And uh, their cover of the Pretender, uh, I, I've heard the original, I believe, and uh, it's it's they definitely did a great job. I <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, it's about time to wrap up on this, but if you uh, have any closing remarks, anything else you want to pimp other than the album, um, uh, any future cons that you're planning on going to... Uh, if you're allowed to tell us, that is. Yeah, go ahead and name it. Um, well, it's I can tell people that I am in the works uh, talking to a bunch of cons, uh, I can think of one, two, three, four, four off the top of my head, which I'm sort of five that I'm discussing things with. I'm not really at liberty to say what and to what extent, um, but there are definitely two or three that I'm going to be heavily involved with 
and then there's one or two which I may be involved with if I can do it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one of the big things that this album that I'm working on is really going to help out is that I'm currently unemployed. I mean, it's um, I just got confirmed for food stamps because I've been looking for a job for months now and haven't been able to find anything because there's no work over in my area and you know where there is work it will cost like you know an insane amount of money to go all the way down there and all the way back so since I'm making no money I can't afford to really go out you know hop a bus down and then you know really look for a job as well as I should and over here is really nothing hiring or really nothing I'm qualified for so right now unfortunately music is my only source of income which is the only reason why I'm charging anything for the album in the first place I mean I think it's charging too high but I've had like lawyer yell at me about that so um <laughs> plus it's I'm paying something like 1500 in order to get it professionally mastered that's not even including the mixing so it's like it's it's costing a ton of my own money in order to be able to make sure that it sounds good so that's unfortunately i am i do need to make that money back somehow um but like the money that i'd be getting from the album from any future eps it's going to be used it's going to be going directly in the music it's going to be going into me going to the east coast it's going to be you know used for me to go to the middle the midwest or whatever you want it's you know shenanigans upon shenanigans upon shenanigans and i just looking for more opportunities to be able to hang out with my fans to be able to promote my stuff uh, the more opportunities i get the more i'm able to do and the more that you know, I'm able to give. So it's just stuff and things. Buy my album and I will give you free stuff. That's really what it boils down to. Right. And uh, we're certainly, we love promoting people here. So uh, we have, uh, we, Horse News has grown quite a lot here recently. It's not been around for uh, terribly long, but it's grown pretty fast uh, over the past couple months. Um, that it's been around uh so there i'm sure people are definitely going to check you out i'm sure that uh, we have some listeners that have heard of you hopefully uh some people have just now heard of you and uh, they go give you a shot hi um, people i don't suck that bad oh yeah he, he's good he's well good. unless let you pay me off i mean it's of course if uh you, know, <laughs> you throw a little bit of dash my way i might be able to um you know uh help out with a few things oh well, i'm gonna get the hat <laughs> For, You'll clean for, their pool, right? Um, just for uh, posterity, Tarby is wearing uh, the hat that shall not be named. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, we're lucky he's wearing anything right now. We were seeing nips a few minutes ago. Well, I'm not wearing pants. I mean, like... Oh. Yeah. Hot damn. Got a blanket oh, on. God. Sitting with Professor X here. Let's see, they won't see the video, so I mean, whoo! Horses! You know, we could have just been exposed to Horse news, we know striptease. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Tarby. Thanks. Um, oh, yeah, definitely thanks for uh, thanks for coming and uh, coming. Yeah, no, no problem, dude. Right. Thanks for coming and giving us your time. I really appreciate you uh, coming and doing this interview. Coming. Thanks for coming. So my roommate's wondering what the hell I'm doing. My response is I'm trying to trip you up, so... <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no, um, horse news Tarby's exclusive. Nips. Tarby rubs his nipples. 
man. Oh my goodness. But yeah, no, guys, thank you honestly for having me on. I've rambled a lot and I apologize for that. That always happens. Other artists, y'all oh, get like 30 questions in me, it'll be four. <laughs> How many questions did we ask Harvey? Uh, well, he gave us the opportunity to ask for about five, but we could only use two of them for varying reasons. <laughs> no, we'll just uh, censor bleep some stuff out or cut, cut, cut around the... Uh... Cut around some drops. Whoops. Anyway, again, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, Knockdarky, please do the honors. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. I, I, wasn't, I, was, I was so unprepared, Calcos. <laughs> um, you're, uh, you're, making me, you're making me blush. Oh, good grief. Uh, <laughs> hey, oh, man, it's hot in here. Uh, bye everyone <laughs> bye, no come on I just 